ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. And it's time to talk sport with Warwick Hadfield. Hi, Warwick. Hi, Patricia. In Rugby Union, the Palace financial state of the Melbourne Rebels has been further laid bare, just $17,300 in the bank. Yeah, Patricia. Yeah, Patricia, as John Fogarty once sang, things got bad and things got worse and there's ever going credence of that at the Rebels following the appointment of an administrator last week amid claims of amounts owing totalling more than $20 million. The creditors report filed with ASIC confirms that litany of debt while showing limited assets, the 17300 in the bank you just referred to, and a few tables and chairs. All this amid speculation and really something even stronger than that now that once the Super Rugby season is over, uh, the Rebels will be merged with Mo. Pacifica. Rugby Australia has guaranteed, we've said this before, the Rebels' participation in the competition starting later this month, along with the players' salaries, but nothing after that. Now, Rebels officials, now some of whom actually bear personal responsibility for a part of the debt, aren't going without a fight, though. They claim that uh, Rugby Australia owes millions to the club, but uh, really the demise now seems inevitable, Patricia. In Rugby League, uh, Brisbane's Adam Reynolds and Pat Carrigan are hoping their grovelling public (laughs) apology yesterday will help them get to Las Vegas. Yeah, no doubt encouraged to do so by furious officials at both club level and further up the food chain. They took up their grovelling positions in front of the rugby league media folks, saying they're embarrassed by their antics, uh, wrestling late night uh, after, you know, whatever. Well, well, let's say not not whatever, though. They went out carousing after a supporters' day. They say they should have gone home. Whether that's enough to ensure they go uh, to Las Vegas uh, with the team for the season-opening extravaganza there, because the Broncos are scheduled to play East in Las Vegas, it's still in the hands of the NRL Integrity Unit. Brisbane is pushing for them just to be fined. The coach, Kevin Walters, even invoking the boys will be boys line before remembering it's 2024 and adding these were men who should have known better. And that his club doesn't have a culture problem despite a previous incident in which uh, two teammates laid into each other. Patricia. Uh, let's sneak it in. Olympic news. Two more paddlers have been confirmed in the Australian team going to Paris. Yeah, Patricia, Tim Anderson and Tristan Carter joined Jessica Fox. Now, Jessica Fox qualified uh, last November. (laughs) She's one of the best paddlers in the world, so it was a given that she'd be going to Paris. But uh, Tim Anderson and Tristan Carter joined her in the Whitewater Fraternity, uh, seeking medals at this brand new, or relatively brand new, Paris Nautical Centre. Anderson, who is 29, and Carter, who's 25, will both be making their Olympic debuts. It's been quite the journey for Anderson, who started out on the rapids of the Yarra as a nine-year-old, but as an 18-year-old, he moved to Sydney because he wanted to make use of that uh, wonderful whitewater facility at Penrith. Uh, Those facilities, of course, built for the 2000 Olympics in Sydney and proving of great worth to paddlers these days. And it wasn't, though, really until last year that all those sacrifices and the diligence began to pay off. So congratulations to him. In cricket, a white ball win for the West Indians in Perth last night. Yeah, Patricia, it wasn't quite the the world-changing event of the Gabba Test win, but it gives the West Indians something to cling to ahead of the the T20 World Cup later this year, which they're going to co-host with the United States. Uh, Last uh, night, though, they appeared to be clinging to the rife rafts again, 5 for 79 before. Well, you'd have to say it's a relatively subdued Sherfane Rutherford scored 67 not out from 40 balls. And then Andre Russell did the Baresque thing, 71 from 29, sixes going everywhere. That took the West Indies to 220, the highest T20 score against Australia in Australia. The response required something special, and for a while, David Warner, playing in his valedictory match at this level in Australia, 
He did that, but when he was out for 81, the innings fell away so badly that not even Glenn Maxwell could rescue things. Lots of Valentine's Day cricket today. Tasmania v Victoria in the Women's National League. Three men's one days. And tomorrow... At the Wacker, some might call it the long-forgotten Wacker, the test between Australia and South African women, uh, which we'll pre- we will preview in fine, Dale because, uh, fine detail because test cricket is always the finest and deserves that, Patricia. In basketball, the WNBL game on Sunday to honour Lauren Jackson uh, as she takes on, it'll really take on greater meaning following her decision really to not go to the Paris Olympics. Yeah, look, this match between the Sydney Flames and the Southside Flyers was already planned to have plenty of panegyrics before Jackson's announcement after the game against Germany in Brazil. She was done, even though she was born just inside the border in Albury and spent much of her early life in Canberra at the Australian Institute of Sport and then with the Capitals. New South Wales has long made great claim of uh, being uh, of Jackson being a, uh, from that state. And look, speaking of the Australian Institute of Sport, which has shaped positively the lives and careers of many Australian sports people, after much much politicking, the federal government has decided it will remain in Canberra and we'll get a much needed refurbishment. There has been a push to relocate it to Brisbane ahead of the 2032 Olympics, that is, 2023 Olympics would be a bit difficult. Uh, that's something furiously opposed by Karen Behrens, who cherish its presence in their city. And additionally, of course, relocating to Brisbane would be another cost to the taxpayer of the Brisbane Games, which is already under heavy uh, scrutiny in that regard. The IOC's representatives here in Australia know the good old days of blackmailing host cities into becoming impecunious are well and truly over, Patricia. And just finally, in football, officials are planning a crackdown on those who abuse referees. Patricia, there are two things that kind of blight the world game. Players diving for penalties and then also players rushing en masse at referees when a decision goes against them. And that sort of lack of respect then manifests itself off the field. Uh, most recently in the A-League men's with uh, Western Sydney Wanderers coach Marco Rudin and uh, his chair, Paul Lederer, being investigated for attacks on referees, verbal attacks they are. Further down, it also makes it hard to recruit referees, such as Football Australia has said, well, it's had enough, which inter alia is code for Rudin's uh, defence of his show cause notice needing to be an absolute ripper because right now you'd have to think he's... uh, being looked at as the example that Football Australia would like to have right now, Patricia. That's right. Uh, Have a terrific day. Look forward to speaking to you tomorrow. Good on you, Patricia.